TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 382, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Wadenopolis. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, I'm David. I live in Los Angeles, and I work in uh, post-production. All right, and thanks, guys, for showing up. And this week in the news, we have that 13 Reasons Why has been renewed for season three, even though it's super controversial, but I think it's getting the Netflix what they consider ratings. So they're happy with it. Um, Wally West, or Kian Lonsdale, has decided he's going to exit both Legends and The Flash. So really? he's not going to be a regular on either. He said that his life has taken him down a different road, and he doesn't necessarily, I guess, want to be an actor anymore. Okay. Um, right. But he did say that if they really need him, he will show up, you know, for, like, special whatevers. Shonda Rhyme has announced her first Netflix series, which will be called Anna Del- Delvey Tricked New York Party People. And basically, it's the true life story of someone named Anna Delvey who pretended to be super rich and conned a bunch of people in New York socialites. So I, I like Shonda Rhimes, but that, that log line does not sound that interesting to me. So we shall see, but it shall all drop on Netflix once it gets going. Mm. Um, uh, the uh, Game of Thrones prequel pilot is about to go, and yes. it is going to be a prequel, a thousand years uh, before the events we've seen, and it will deal with the origins of the White Walkers and the Starks of Legend. I read about that. That looks fascinating. Oh actually. yeah, I'm, set I'm, in your Age of Heroes. I was like, yeah, I'm here. It's Starks. Well, yeah, because the whole thing is, remember, a Stark must always remain in Winterfell. Why? Why is that a thing? Why is uh, it that the Starks' blood strengthened the the white wa- the the wall? Like they always uh, they always send the second son of the Starks to the wall to keep the wall strong. There's a reason for that. So we'll find out what that is. Exactly. Um. SAG-AFRA just changed their contract so that um, you can no longer have casting inside hotel rooms and private homes. That casting, is a good thing. Casting must now be in, like, an office with other people, you know? Yeah. Like, other interviews are for other jobs. <laughs> that seems reasonable. Yes. I was like, how is this? was this not a rule before? Seriously, uh, but that it took has... till 2018 for that to become a rule. Right, they said they're doing it to avoid casting couches, and I was like, the fact that it has a term means that they should have done something about this sooner. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, next piece of news is that Atlanta has been renewed for season three. Uh, no one's surprised there. Um, Lizzie Copeland from Masters of Sex has been cast to star. Opposite Octavia Spencer in a show, in a show called Are You Sleeping for Apple? 
um, Tony Goldman. Goldman? Goldwyn. Mm. Goldwyn. Uh, Goldwyn. Because I looked at that, I was like, is that Goldwyn? Yeah, it's Goldwyn. Um, from Scandal has been cast in Netflix's show uh, Chambers uh, opposite Uma Thurman. Mm. Uh, J.J. Abrams and Jessica Biel. That's not yeah. right. It's not Jessica Biel. It's, uh, yes, it is. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought it was a... Oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was a musician. Uh, team up for musical dramedy on, also on Apple called Little Voices. Eh. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> meh. Like, of all this news, the Game of Thrones prequel is what I'm hyped about. You know, That's like, like yay. JJ. Well, doing... it's it's hard to outdo that one, let's face it. That's true. Yeah, J.J. Abrams doing anything musically, it just sounds weird. Yes, and I'm... I'm, I'm barely... Out of the loop. What's the Apple thing? Is it going to be Apple's uh, Apple stores having original uh, programming? It's not. Well, they're not going to call it the Apple Store, but yes, Apple has decided to jump into the scripted original programming arena, like everyone and, else. And the outlet is going to be their store or whatever they call we it. We don't know yet. They haven't finished. Uh, they've. Okay. Uh, I think they've greenlit about ten TV series, all pretty big name, pretty big producers, pretty big cast. They've done about 10 series so far. None of them are done yet. They're all in production. So we, I mean, it makes sense that it would just go through the Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they've already got the thing set up. But, or the Apple the Apple app somehow right. that you be able to stream from your right. computer. But, right. But that's interesting. It's a, it's a changing world out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start talking about the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. And... As much as I've been hyping how great the new show is, this was actually a, a, one of the weaker entries. And I think mainly it was because we spent a lot of our time in the flashback as we watched the stadium getting ready to fall and everybody making stupid mistakes. And then in the what I consider the current timeline, um, we spent a lot of time with the characters that were from the original show all about revenge and just trying to kill characters that we like. So, I mean, I like Naomi. So the fact that Alicia's trying to kill her does not make me like Alicia. I mean, yes, she's it's, they're showing how bloodthirsty she is and how cold she is. And, ooh, isn't she a savage killer, which I don't really buy for her. But the fact that she's actually trying to kill a character I like, I don't really... I can't cheer for her. So this episode was a little weird for me. Because I thought that they had actually made an interesting alliance between them and everybody else that were in the truck, but now they're all against each other again. And I'm just like, oh, come on. So um, what'd you guys think? Well, obviously something happened. I mean, they're kind of just hinting at something that happened inside the stadium um, that's turned people against each other because it seems like the folks that they're trying to kill, they seem to know really well like that. Cause the last, last thing I saw is that the, the folks were like outside of the stadium and then they gave up and drove away, but apparently something else happened, and they know each other really well. But there must have been some betrayal, which I guess well, they're hinting. No, well, not. Well, I think not, that they came as... down pretty, pretty. They came down pretty hard on what the rationale was for everything. I mean, they're they've got the stadium under attack by the vultures, who have now released zombies in there, and we've seen even the aftermath of that. The stadium. The reason the vultures didn't go in to the stadium. And and all of this makes absolutely no sense at all because their whole point was that they wanted to to get everything that 
everyone in the stadium had. They wanted to raid it right. for, for goods. And how's that going to happen if you fill it full of zombies? You know, that you have the problem of clearing them out now, too. Right. Which is probably what, what which is actually definitely what didn't happen because we see that the stadium is full of zombies. Right. Well, I and think that's, that was the division between the brothers. The, one of the brothers between the brothers, sure, but yeah. you know between the characters that we have now who are you know going at each other, I think I mean I, I think the it's it's mainly just the old cast against the new cast, right? Because they don't know each other, so right. that's not really a as... division. I think what it is is they thought that Naomi died in the in the stadium, so I don't think it was like Naomi betrayed them back at the stadium. I think what it is is some kind of way Naomi got away, but she didn't end up with them. And she ended up with the, the vultures and her whole thing is she'd been with them for five minutes. And so I don't know how much loyalty she would be expected to have to these guys. I I don't think she has much loyalty whatsoever. But the, the point is, is that you can sort of see where um, the you know our original group would look at them and, and go oh she betrayed us that right. you know she's she I, I turned against she us yeah. because they're head they're they're in just total revenge mode anyway and and they're not really thinking like they used to they're not going to sit around and and philosophically wonder well, what her it rationale wasn't even was a you could just be like hey what happened like it just doesn't... But, but, but they're in the middle of a shootout when they discover her. Really, it's not you know. Well, sh- no, they're shoot- not going to have a conversation. The shootout about. started when they saw her. That's what started the, that kicked off the shootout. Well, not really. They the reason that they yeah. were where they were was because they were planning on ambushing and killing. Right. But that, all of but the, I'm just uh, saying the, the whole thing was stalled because everybody had guns. They're all aimed at each other, and it was like a whole. Nobody was going to fire, and then they see Naomi, and then they lose their mind and just start firing. Like, there was no, like, hey, what happened? Nothing. Like, I just thought it just required everybody to be really dumb, and I don't buy the whole we're just in revenge mode thing. I just, yeah. Well, I I agree with you with the whole everything dumb. I mean, everything about this was, first of all, the last thing that we saw in the last, in, in the last episode was that they were, you know, our group was, was outgunned like 10 to one. Right. And, when we pick up in this episode, suddenly with, for no explanation, I mean, there's, there's nothing to indicate how this happened. It's, they're all shooting at each other and our group gets the upper hand. Very and quickly. how did, the, how did that occur? Well, um, I also got the impression. absolutely no sense. Okay, go ahead. The vultures, go ahead, right. the vultures are, sh- are shooting like stormtroopers. I don't right. understand. Yeah. Why yeah. They well, can- and also I think they, they insinuate the vultures normally don't fight. Like that's not their MO. They're not fighters. They're just what they say. They're vultures. They wait for everybody to be dead and then they pick over the remains. So I got the impression that they very rarely get into shootouts. So if you tell me they're not really fighters, okay, sure. But eh, it, that's why I said this episode was not the best one because it didn't. There weren't. There was a lot of logic problems. And... There were. I mean, the worst one was at the end, of course, when when you know they pull into the parking lot, in in their little in their little van or jeep or whatever it was, and and they just sit there while they're being surrounded by zombies. I mean, they were there for like ten minutes, just staring at this happening, and they don't they don't try to to get away. They don't try to to well, drive anywhere. Their whole, yeah, their whole thing is um, they're trying to get to the supplies. So there's no point. Like they knew that there were zombies inside, so it wasn't like it was a surprise. Um, but yeah, I still think but, it's but, a terrible. And, and, it was a terrible plan. 
It was a very, it was a truly terrible plan, especially because, you know, if they wanted to warn everybody, they had walkie talkies, they could have done it from where they were. And then they drive to the parking lot. And at least if they, you know, when they're in the parking lot. Wait, oh, you're talking about the flashback. I was talking about the current day. I was, okay, never mind. No, 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 no. In the the flashback, when, when Nick and Alicia, after, after having unbelievably stupidly gone after Mel for no logical reason oh, yeah, that was pretty they, dumb. they discovered that they're coming back you know to to attack the uh the, well, the let's, stadium let's the, with all on. the zombies let's... and then they just sit there in the parking lot while they're being surrounded yeah. by zombies yeah i mean was... you could have you could have you could have like you know gone out and got a sandwich in the time that it took for the zombies <laughs> to be released and and then surround the car they had all the time in the world and they did nothing Let, let's move on let's move on as we agreed this episode suffered from logic and stupid people yes. stuff which normally which was the case for a lot of the old episodes of fear and yes, which, which worry was... me because now it makes me think that they're just going to go back into well, their this old is pattern one, this is one episode and it's not an old pattern if you have all new writers so it's all new brand new writing staff so I'm not thinking that yet. So it's one episode out of like six or seven. So, yeah, it's just worrisome because it's the last one. Like the, the mid-season finale is this week. So anyway, moving on. Next up, we're going to talk about Westworld. And this was the episode where everyone dies or comes really close to it. I was like, so is the show over? Like, yeah, what's happening? Because the man in black got shot like five times. How he's supposed to survive, I don't understand. He got they shot. Killed a lot of people, yes. They really did. Uh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead, David. What'd you think? Oh, I thought it was great. I, this is I got. I was thinking about it after we talked last week. I think, and I think Westworld is my favorite show that's currently airing. I think it's it's you know interesting story and plot and you know enough action and whatever for for anybody who's just kind of watching it on the surface and the stuff that's underneath is really interesting to me that the themes that they have, the, you know, what difference between what, what is it to be human and good and evil and all that sort of stuff. And, and I just, I think the characters are, are even though actually probably the robots are more interesting than the, the uh, humans, but uh, I just, I just really like it. Um, you know, it's, it's, coming to a head, I guess, where they're getting to wherever they're going or they're not going to, or they're going to find out what it is. We're finding out more things about who the characters really are and, and who's, who's real and who's not, you know, it's, it was, it was really interesting. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Greg, your, your thoughts. Well, I, I don't know. This show is really schizophrenic to me. I mean, I was having a hard time. I, I even watched the first part of it twice because, you know, the, the episode starts off where it's, it's like they've they've got Bernard and then they, you know, because they've got Bernard and then this like one human guy is like talking to Bernard like, you know, like they're going to kill everyone and we need to go, you know, uh, send some signal. And then that's when they like capture him, take him out to this cabin or whatever, and they find the copies of Bernard. But I mean, the the last episode kind of left off with Bernard like inside the cradle i guess is what it's called so yeah, you didn't you, catch you, you, the fact yes, that there are time Bernard's. jumps no yes. it's not a time jump yes it is it is not a time jump this episode well, go back and watch the episode again. it is it is this, for the people this is watching the, it this it's, is the episode where they came down and said all the things that we have been assuming are time jumps are not 
That's not true. It's, we have not been jumping. No, we have not been jumping in time because in the episode itself, it makes clear that the attack on the uh, cradle, the uh, the attack on the the main control center, is happening at the same time that Bernard is hooked up into the cradle. Yes, and that other the other group is interrogating Bernard down in in the bowels in the laboratories. So, there are two Bernards. There are two Bernards. There okay. are two Bernards. I don't That's think why so. we've gone. Go back and watch it again. Uh, when I, it happened, I just I yelped and I turned it back and I watched on. the episode. I feel time. like I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I <laughs> this they were is doing what I love jump. about the show. They mind bend like that kind of thing. Yes. We've been assuming all this time that this is happening at two different times because Bernard is here and then Bernard is there. It never occurred until this episode that there are two. Oh, Bernards. Wait a minute, but the but the woman was like. She was in the room interrogating Abernathy, but yet no, she was no, in. No, 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 yes. no, no. I, okay, so now we're about to. I, I feel like we cannot resolve this in in this current podcast because that requires a rewatch. Because I did not see that there were two Bernards. I am. I, I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling you, go back you. and watch it. I I, I don't have it. a problem. I don't have a problem going back and watching it. But uh, I think it's timeline jumps. I do not think it's two Bernards. I see. I think that the Go idea is. That, I think that the idea is that Bernard is kind of uh, to coin a Kurt Vonnegut phrase, unstuck in time. He's there are memories that he has from other things that are going back and forth, and I don't know if it's because if there's another copy of him going and he's somehow connected, or or if it's just from a previous incarnation or whatever but it's yeah, i don't think there's two there's well, a he fan, has a lot there's of, a fan a theory there's a fan theory that there are two bernards but there's nothing on the show that says there. Are no two there bernards. is absolutely okay when he's hooked up to the cradle i know what you're talking and, about and and what's her name i can't remember her name right uh elsie right. is um is next to him she's got a walkie-talkie and she is listening to a warning about how the train just blew up and right, now right. the that group I is coming that. to attack. I understand At that. At the same time, they're down in the laboratory. Right, but the uh, but, but when the call is interrogating Bernard, and then and then they're interrupted by uh, Dolores and her group. This is happening at the same time. Bernard, one Bernard couldn't be in two places. There, there are two Bernards. I, See, that's that's another reason I like this show. It's because it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I was like, it I don't takes, think that's true. But uh, okay. It takes multiple watchings to actually figure out what the hell is going on. And I think that makes it interesting to me. Okay. Uh, Okay. So you're saying that the one that Ford is in control of, because the one that Ford is in control of is the one that goes into the control room at the top. He's the one who goes in the cradle. Right. 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 He goes into the cradle, but he comes out of the cradle, sends the other girl away, shoots, shoots up everybody. Like yeah, and then suddenly appears, and suddenly appears someplace else, like after he shoots people. And, right. and I'm just like, going, what's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I'm okay. Well, okay. I, I will I will promise I will rewatch. We got to move on because I feel like this cannot be resolved without a rewatch. And you guys Probably. out there, please give your comments. Because it didn't, even when I was watching it, it never occurred to me that there were two Bernards. I was like, oh, I was just still watching it. And it all was making sense to me, and the time jumps were making sense to me. So, um... no, what got me was when she was on the 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 walkie-talkie, and the same things were happening. And I went, "Oh my god!" And I went back and I rewatched the the episode from the beginning, and I realized, yeah, there's two Bernards. 
Okay, well, I don't have anything to do tonight. I guess I'm watching. I'll watch the episode. <laughs> guess what you're watching. I'm watching the episode from last week before I watch the episode from this week. Because this week's all about the First Nation. Is it First Nation? Yeah. First Nation. A ghost, ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. Ghost Nation. Uh, so there probably won't be any Bernards in that particular episode. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Westworld is confusing. And the fact that we can't agree to disagree or anything in this, <laughs> this particular episode. It makes it, makes it a good show. I it think. makes it a good oh, show. Because yeah. I was like, wait, we all watched the same thing and got different things from it? Awesome. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk. And, and then we will definitely talk about Westworld again next week. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Into the Badlands, and this was not that confusing nor that entertaining. Um, so we have Sonny being dumb and getting captured by the guy he got captured by before. Why are we repeating stuff? Like, I feel like it feels like Sonny's storyline is going in a circle instead of moving forward whatsoever. And so I'm not really impressed by what's going on with Sonny and Baji. Like, can they get into the main action of stuff that's happening, please? Why are they off on their own doing whatever the heck they're doing? Yep. Nobody's thoughts? Comments? No, I agree with you. I'm so much more interested, actually, in what's going on with Pilgrim and the Widow and, and all of them um, than what's happening with with uh, Sonny because, it's as you said, it's just repeating the same thing. And not only is he being captured by someone he was captured by before, but I, I personally hated that character. He was boring, and, and now we're stuck with him again. And... Well, hopefully not for very long because Pilgrim is really interested in Sonny, so hopefully that will force the uh confrontation I which is what so. we're all waiting to... for we're waiting for pilgrim and sunny to be in the same room that's really what we want yeah well because he has he has a uh, feeling that he is connected to him somehow so you know there's a fate thing going on but um i just i'm, I'm hoping that character doesn't become like a hanger on and go, i'm feeling the same way really about baji's ex-wife um who's old enough to be baji's daughter uh, <laughs> which it, it just annoys me. It's like, it's so obvious. It's like, couldn't they have found a 40 year old woman to play that part? Really? Um, it, it just, it, it's aggravating. And, and her character is very cliched and her betrayal was telegraphed like a, a light year ahead of time. So, you know, it, yeah, I, I, there, I, I normally, I really love the, the you know, Nick Frost and Daniel Wu, but they're, their storyline right now is just going nowhere. Yep. I agree. Anybody, any other thoughts before we move on? I don't feel like it was really worth talking about that much. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we're talking about Supergirl, which we haven't talked about in ages, mainly because I quit watching the show. Um, but David and Greg both watched Supergirl. And my question to you guys should I tune back in? Is it too late? Do you, do you think I would care? Was this episode any good? Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, my opinion is no. Uh, <laughs> um, especially because, okay, I, I kind of like the way the, the story was going where apparently not all of Krypton was destroyed and, and Kara actually finds like a portion of Krypton and, and her mother's there and, and she's able to see people and everything. But they just got the, through this big arc of, like, defeating the big bad, which was Rain. And then and, – and, and now they just, like – like, you know, this was an opportunity for them to introduce, like, uh, a completely different villain. But they just ended up, like, at the end of the episode, just, like, you know, 
pretty much saying, oh, well, she's not really dead and we're going to bring her back and like taking this crystal and putting it in the ground and like stuff, you know, coming out. And I was like, oh, so we're just going to circle back around to the same thing that we've been doing for the past several episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm just not really sure where they're going with this. Right. Uh, David? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I agree in principle. The, the, it was, to me, the only, I mean, the, the most interesting part of it was that they did have some other stuff, you know, the part of the Krypton mythology and, you know, that there was this other planet and, or this, you know, civilization that, that survived, part of the civilization that survived and her mother was there and, you know, who knows what, what's going to happen with that. But they kind of didn't really use it very well. And then just to bring back the old villain kind of does seem like, well, what are they doing? What, what, where are they going? Why do they have to keep rehashing stuff? It's, you know, unless the only thing that the only hint that I heard was something about um, the Phantom Zone and there are other villains uh, that are related that might be popping up. I don't know. But um, overall, it's watchable, but it's not something I'd go out of my way to watch over something else. Okay. All right. So... No reason to go back to Supergirl. Thank you. <laughs> well, let me know if that changes when you get to the finale, if anything cool happens. All right. Sure. Uh, I, think, I think the most interesting part of Supergirl is is actually the uh, John Jones uh, storyline um, with him and going to Mars and and him dealing with his aging father. I think that's the most interesting part of, the, uh, of what they're doing on the story. Okay. John Jones is always the best part of the show, even before when I was watching it, so I'm not surprised. All right, next up, we're going to talk about The Expanse, and this episode dealt with now they're stuck inside the ring, and apparently time, you have to move at a certain velocity, or you get spun out, and missiles all end up going to this thing in the center, but if you go to the edges, you get disintegrated, and ships are following each other, and you're like, what?! And then you have Miller, who now sort of makes sense, because inside the ring, he's more not crazy. Uh, I thought it was great. I I loved it. Um, I'm Now that we're learning more about uh, Melba, um, she seems almost as crazy as her father. Um, and, know, her and- logic doesn't make any sense. She's like, so if I kill... Uh, Holden, then my dad's name will be cleared and he'll be happy. Like, not sure that's how that not works. Not really, no. But uh, <laughs> well, well, she's, she's not just trying to kill him. She's trying to, you know, uh, take away him. all his credibility. Right. But um, it, even doing that, that doesn't make her father any more credible. But I, I think that there's there's just something wrong with her, which, I mean, the whole family dynamic where she's she's she keeps trying to be, you know, the good daughter and the favored daughter, and she's just not. Of course, with her, you know, that particular father, it doesn't seem to matter anyway because he was quite willing to sacrifice his favorite daughter. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm 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 really kind of worried about her and um, I I I don't know where she's going ultimately as a, as a character, but so far I'm, you know sort of dodgy about her but uh, i love all the stuff that they have with miller coming back and um he's becoming more and more like miller with each iteration that, right that I, yeah, i'm feeling it right. yeah yeah i agree um I, I love his explanation for that is that the reception is really good in here <laughs> um uh, but it, yeah, all all of this stuff happening and and the the twists with I guess like time and space. The, the ring seems to act almost like a black hole where time just kind of 
slows down as it you know moves toward it. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see where so they go with all of this. What did Holden right do at the very end? I'm confused a little bit. Like he Diane just... too. He's well. He, he's he's sort of aiming toward the core right. of this, and I don't know what that core is going to consist of. But and why he? I, I mean, they they didn't explain his rationale for doing it, other than. It was after his talk with Miller. Yeah, Miller told so, him something. Yeah. Yeah, and what that is, I guess we'll find out next week. But yeah, it surprised me too when he just sort of up and left. It's like, well, I'm uh, glad the Naomi's coming back because man, the crew is not that bright. Like, oh, they like, need her. They, they, they were like, uh, I think we need this thing, but I don't know what to do with it. And and the other guy was, I just fly the ship. I can't do that. Like, so that's a Naomi thing. And I was like, man. <laughs> Wow, you guys don't even know how to do anything with the ship without her. Okay. Um, but yeah, th- that was. I'm really impressed with the show so far. I'm so glad it didn't get canceled. Thank you so much. Oh. Well, yes. I just thought it was kind of weird. I mean, if anyone could have gotten. I mean, because the, the, the journalist on the, the ship that, you know, sabotaged and sent out the transmission is like. And, and then they're questioning them. It's like, okay, how do we fix the ship? And they're like, we don't know. And I'm going, okay. Um, you know, the, the blind guy's like, you know exactly what you did. You well, went no, over no, the- no, 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 he, he, okay. He only and- thing he told them what he did. He changed out those two cards. He, he, they tell, told him take card number five and replace it with this. And he did. Um, but it installed a virus as far as I can tell. And, yeah, and that's running through the ship. Right. Just and removing so, that card doesn't change it. Exactly. So he told them what card he, he was like, I took out this card and replaced it with this. This is the original one. But it didn't fix the problem. They flipped it back to the original card, but the virus was already in the system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was like, I had, I mean, of course he wouldn't know that it was going to screw them to where he'd get blown up, you know? So he's not a zealot. He was just trying to make some money and he's an idiot. So. And I thought it was a little, I thought it was a little harsh, even for Amos, that it's like, okay, you're in the middle of this crazy, like weird sort of ring black hole thingy, and you're gonna have to get off the ship now. <laughs> well, his thing was the only way you can communicate is is person to person. So he was like, well, they're not gonna arrest you guys, so go talk to them. That was yeah, his you, logic. I mean, no one knew what could have happened to them. It's like they could have stepped foot out of the ship and just been right <laughs> they do. Yeah, they could just sort of they yeah. could float through space forever. That is true. But I, I assume that, you know, since since the other ships are coming for them, if they notice something exiting the ship, they're gonna try to pick it up. Right. That's what he was counting on, and they pretty much made it clear that those guys survived. So mm-hmm. Yeah, but Amos Amos was being a little hardcore. Um I think it's been established he really is. So right. That that seemed in keeping with his character too. Yeah, me. I didn't think it was out of character, so I, I was like, okay, that works. So, all right, so we're gonna say thumbs up for the expanse. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Colony, and this episode was post the middle son dying, and it's basically they're on the run and they don't have time to stop and grieve. They got to keep moving because girls got an infection and what are we going to do and shows the desperation of the family and yeah basically nothing really happens other than it pushes them to go to seattle is really the point of this episode mm-hmm. not only and, and are what's, they his, pushed... what's his name we see what's his name's lavish life in uh you know the luxury in at, uh, switzerland uh, 
and, yeah, and he's now he can't stay away from power. He's like, I'm gonna retire, but then he he found out that if you retire, you have to sit with your thoughts and then be guilty. And he's like, screw that, I'm gonna get more power. Yeah, and I have to agree. I mean, I think in the last podcast, I was like, well, maybe he's just a victim of circumstances. He's not really that evil. And then I watched this episode. And I'm like, wow, you really are that evil. <laughs> I mean, he just bothers like, me with his character, though, because he's so one note. There's, I, I would have liked it if he'd had like a moment of revelation and done something else. And instead, he just doubles down. Yeah, well, he, but well, think, that was his moment of revelation. His re- moment of revelation was, I do feel guilty about this kid dying. But I don't yeah. want to think about it. Yeah, but that's not that's not much of a character. He's just <laughs> he just keeps playing the same chord on on the piano over and over. And I'm tired of it. I want I would like to see something different. And the other characters too, they're they're just essentially they they're just bopping back into the same situation that they were pretty much in uh, Los Angeles. So, you know, it's just kind of repetitive. I am not disagreeing. Uh, Although I thought it was kind of weird. I thought it was kind of weird, though, that it's like, you know, they go and they meet that family who's driving in the car. And then, you know, the guy in the car is like, um, you know, I'll, I'll go I'll go to Seattle and like come back and get you. And uh, but yet the car doesn't have enough gas to actually get to Seattle. I was like, <laughs> what? I, I didn't understand that whole that's thing. Because, that's because you stopped to talk to the guy for so long. You ran out of gas. <laughs> I think also it's like why he couldn't believe him because there's no guarantee that he'd be able to come back and get him, you know, and, and he couldn't take the risk and rightfully so because the car ran out of gas. Yeah. yeah I, thought, I, 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 I have to, sorry. I have to admit though that um, I, uh, when they, when the car ran out of gas and then they did like, they're walking down the road, they did that pan where they show like Seattle, like way off in the distance. I totally thought that was the end of the episode and I was mad because I was like, no, they they Lord of the rings me on the episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, we drove all this way, but now we're like still like 50 miles away from where we need to go. And you'll see this in the next episode, but I'm glad they finally made it. Yeah, I think that, that the that conversation with the guy with the family in the car was interesting because it was like, well, what do you do? What, what would you do in that situation? It's like anything you had to. And that, you know, it's like... I thought it was fairly realistic, I guess, in, in my mind about what would happen in that situation. Oh, I, I agree. Like, I, I agree. I yeah. mean, he was really apologetic in that he knows yeah. he's screwing someone else's family, but it's like your family or my family, you know? Right. And I mean, what what they should have, or what the, my, my mind, the best solution would be to, to leave enough people behind that they could get the daughter there who was sick and then come back for the other people but that wasn't nobody trusted anybody enough to do that anyway so it wouldn't have right right now i have to say there they did one thing in the show that i i appreciated um and you you brought up running out of gas so it, it reminded me at the towards the beginning of the show they try to hotwire a car to get it going and it won't start because it does have gas but the fuel has become useless because right. that's what gas does and right. uh, like almost none of these apocalyptic things ever pay attention to that little detail that gas is a refined substance and it just loses its integrity if it sits for like six months or so. And I'm looking at you, Walking Dead franchise. Um, <laughs> Though I will yeah, point, out, I will point out that in the time jump that they do on The Walking Dead for the new season, everyone's riding horses because cars don't work anymore. Okay. Just, okay. just to let you know, we had to wait till season nine 
But in season nine, it would have nine, happened long before that. I know this, but in season nine, cars are gone. So there you go. Okay. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Legion. And when I say we, I mean other people than me, because I gave up after the premiere of season two. I was like, meh, I'm out. Um, I gotta say, I like this show and, and I'm watching it. Uh, it's, it's like what I said about Westworld being something that's interesting and, and confusing and you have to watch it multiple times. This one, 10 times more. So it's, it's, I don't necessarily like it 10 times more, but I think it's confusing 10 times more. So I have to watch it so many times to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, and I, and I don't know that it's necessarily always worth it, but it's, but it's, I like it. It's interesting. And I, and I, I just want them to get to the payoff. Uh, you know, I want them to get to something where we see more, you know, uh, culmination of his powers, you know, and what he, what he actually can do. And, but we did find out something though, the, the reveal that somebody said, you know, we thought we knew who the good guys and the bad guys were. Maybe we were wrong, uh, was really interesting and, and thought provoking to me. Yeah, I like that. I, th- th- that's a nice twist. And I'm, I'm still not convinced necessarily that it goes that way. Although you have to, I mean, the whole way that the show is made where you've got this sort of dream state reality and a lot of playing with timelines, you know, like, like Westworld only cranked up to 11. Um, it, it does force you to really pay attention and to, to go over other things. And a lot of, a lot of what you're seeing, it's like not literally true. It's, you're just seeing it through the filter of how David interprets reality. Right. There's, and, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of distorted reality in this show, and it's it makes it really interesting and complicated. I I agree. I think it's fascinating. I I <laughs> if if you're okay with a show that just doesn't bother with um, you know, having to to spell everything out and make everything real and you know, okay, this is how things are. Um, if you're okay with it being trippy and symbolic and and not linear, then uh, this is this is a great and interesting show to watch well yeah, I, I suffered through it season one and i didn't want to suffer again so and so you're not one of those people who wants to i like complex stuff it just got to the point where i thought i felt like after i figured it all out i was like oh that wasn't that interesting um I, you know, so that's pretty you, much what i felt of season one i felt like we went through a lot to figure out very little and i don't know I if didn't you, feel like you figured out everything here. then i don't well, know that's i think quite, that there's that's quite po- I just I didn't care enough. Yeah. If you um, if you want to discuss the show with your therapist, maybe it would make <laughs> more sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, let's talk about Cloak and Dagger, which is Marvel's new entry into the superhero world. Um, must we? It was a two-hour premiere that spent the whole two hours not really explaining much, and they felt the need to intercut everything to see how similar the lives were between um, the two main characters, our Cloak and our Dagger, which, by the way, if you hadn't figured out what that means, uh, Cloak is the the black kid who I can't remember his name. Um, he can he basically covers, he cloaks himself in darkness and can teleport. And then you have Dagger, who is the girl, and she basically can make a dagger out of light. But by the end of the two hours, neither one of them has figured out their powers, can figure out how to repeat it, 
has figured out really anything, and apparently they both have some sort of weird telepathy thing happening as well, and blah, and it's just, it's, it, the pacing was off. I felt like the first hour should have established the universe, and then the second hour should have, let's take off, let's go, and that is not what happened, so I was yeah, not, not at all. I was not that excited. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just felt like I sat through two hours and, and maybe 15 minutes worth of story between all of that. It was it was just tedious. Everything took forever. I'm still confused as to how their powers are connected or, how you know, when they're able to use them and when they're not. Because he seems to be able to use his powers anytime, whether he's connected to her or he's not. And she doesn't seem to be able to do anything unless he's actually somehow connected to her. So I, you know, I, I, I have no idea. But I, I care even less because he's boring and she's actively irritating. And I... <laughs> I don't care about these characters. They're, they're boring. I actually care more about their mothers. Their mothers are interesting characters, you know, powers or no. Um, I'd watch a show about the two of them, but I, I, as, as far as the leads are concerned, they're just tedious. I'm not going to disagree. Um, I like the, the black kid storyline a lot better. He, his storyline is interesting. I need to know these characters names instead of calling them this, but um, he's, he, his storyline is much more interesting. Um, I like his motivation of wanting to, uh, bring justice to the cop that killed his brother and the family dealing with the grief of that. And all of that is actually a really interesting story. Um, the girl storyline, not so much. Uh, she's really unsympathetic and yeah, I don't care about her story at all. And they have to make it to where... Some kind of way the two of them are joined together in an objective. And right now, that's not the case at all. No. So, um, yeah, they better figure out how to make this story. I mean, I'm going to keep watching a couple more episodes because uh, it's a superhero story and I'll give it a little. Sometimes I stumble. So I'm going to give it a little more to see what happens. Um, but they really need to move this story forward much faster. Is my opinion. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the originals, and they sort of—I was going to say—they solved my false stakes complaint from last week, which was like, "Hey, just do the spell and get uh, Elijah's memory back." And they were like, "Oh, hey, let's do the spell and get Elijah's memory." It, it, though, to be fair, it wasn't their idea; it was actually Elijah's idea. Which I was like, "How come he's coming up with this?" <laughs> um, but I'm like, fine, as long as we get the memory back, I don't care. And then they're like, I can't open the red door. And I was like, oh, come on. Because <laughs> we have to drag this out as far as possible. <sighs> You've got to be kidding me. Like, I do understand the trauma of the red door. I do. I get like, they've had that for almost the entire series that Elijah's traumatized by this whole red door. Like all the really, really bad things that he's ever done in his life, he's hidden behind this red door. So I get it. But I'm just tired of him just being like a weird puppet that doesn't remember his life. Because I want, if Elijah wants to go against the family or if he wants to do something, I want him to be in full control of his faculties. And if he decides he wants to do X, Y, and Z, I'm fine with it. Well, mostly if it's in character. Um, but I want him to be in character. This facsimile of Elijah, I don't like. 
So the fact that we're like, let's drag this out one more episode. But the only the only reason I'm giving it to him is because it's allowing the entire family to be in one room, which we haven't been able to do because of the whole curse thing. So I'm like, fine, if this allows everybody to be in one room, okay, I'll deal with it. <laughs> uh, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure what that, you know, when, they, when they're launched into this uh, version of, of, the, uh, of their home. I guess that's, you know, just a part of his, his mind or whatever. And that's why they're able to, to interact. But uh, it's just, it's just seems so much like things that they've, they've hashed over in earlier seasons. This is just another variation of same. In fact, we had the whole thing about Elijah lost in his mind and the hallways of his mind um, last, just last year. So it's like, Oh my God, how long are we going to be treading over the same ground? And yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of, bored with this and it's sad because this is the last season they should be firing on all cylinders and really getting this moving and it just it's like we're treading water here a a little bit as long as elijah gets his mind back by the end because what i don't want them to do is be like well now that we've seen how much trauma's behind that door this is our excuse to not return his memories i'm gonna call bs on that um because if he doesn't grieve Haley, there's no justice in the universe. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we move on? Any other good, bad hope? What happened to hope? Does she have a thing? She always kinds of wanders in and out. Oh, <laughs> looking she, guilty. She, well, it was the whole funeral for her mom. And yeah. that was really the big thing of her storyline. And the fact that her dad couldn't be there. He had to be a, a uh, image and she's like I just want you in the room you don't really love me if you're not willing to be in the room with me and he was like uh, fire comes from the sky if I'm in the room with you <laughs> so um, yes they set a lake on fire at the yes, end yes yes so, so yeah. it was fair she was a drama queen and I get that she's supposed to be grieving but man her character whoa she, yeah. she needs to grow up she needs she needs to, she needs to mature really quickly. I mean, she is a teenager and she's behaving as a teenager, but everybody else put I'm on their big boy pants. Yeah, I'm seriously dubious about her being the lead of a spin-off series. I really I am. I but... think it might hopefully it'll be the twins cuz the twins are also supposed to be starring in the show, but since they haven't even yeah. shot a pilot yet, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, uh, that's all I have to say about that. Overall, I am looking forward to the originals. I'm following. I'm going to finish this out. This is this is bitter end, man. Bitter end. Um, if you have, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can listen to us on giftpointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weednopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.